you are taking laziness to its most extreme. And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. Now, ordinarily, this is where I would describe another show on the network, tell you you should go check it out. But, regrettably, A to Z Horror has to offer its first official retraction and apology this week. Uh, last week, I wanted everybody to go check out the newest member of the Phantom family uh, with a PH, Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. But uh, because of Mark's fuck-ups and, and general demeanor, it turns out it's me. not Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. It's Scary Stories from Mount... Nope. I got it wrong last week when I said Scary Stories from Mount Roanoke. It is actually <laughs> Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. Mark, you're really fucking this whole thing up. So because of Mark... And his horribleness, A to Z Horror humbly apologizes. We offer a retraction. We offer our apology to the awesome women of Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. I listened to their last two episodes this morning. They're a lot of fun. Um, and they tell spooky tales that are ostensibly true that they find on the internet. So, with the apology, because of Mark, out of the way, uh, we can move on to our show, A to Z Horror. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Hello, mate. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who hasn't had sugar in his tea since 1982. It's Mark. I am a little blown away by that introduction. Well, I'm a little blown away by your behavior. I I guess I need to issue a full apology to everyone involved regarding my confusing (laughs) Jack of Mount versus Camp. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, you need to offer an apology for being yourself. My bad, guys. Hey, I've (laughs) never apologized for being me. My Hey. Okay, and therein lies the problem. Go ahead. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it, and sometimes we bet on things, too. And just uh, happened. Little, little... Oh, yeah. Just happened. We'll get, we'll get into that soon. But this week, we watched 2004's Shaun of the Dead, which was Jake's pick in the mm-hmm. pick any fucking movie you want. Mm-hmm. We'll get into talking about that movie soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, and we should probably get into this bet a little bit. Do the bet first. <clears throat> just do the bet. You got to hang in. All right, so we're, we're experimenting with some new stuff, some new features down the road, so stay tuned over at, here at A to Z Horror for, for some exciting new things on the horizon. Part of that involves a new microphone. So, Mark, what did we bet on? The cost of overnight shipping on Amazon of a new microphone. With Prime. And, and Mark, what did you bet the cost would be? Over $10. Yes, and was it? No. Boom, sucker! <laughs> I don't, I don't Jack, like how much gloating you're doing. Jack, I, I have like a question for you about this bet. bet. I have a question. Why? What? What? Uh, what movies is Mark going to have to watch? Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Mark, you're well known as a guy who likes the 90s an inordinate amount and shit from the 90s even though it sucks. Um, yeah, okay, so I, I like picked, where this is going. I picked the 90s movie for you. As cool. I recall, when we watched Candyman, you hadn't seen Candyman before. You were like aware of the lore of Candyman, but hadn't seen the movie. That is accurate. I'm fairly confident then you haven't seen this either. It's dead center in the, of the 90s. You're going to watch Candyman Farewell to the Flesh, the 1995 oh. sequel to Candyman. I can dig it. All right. Yeah. I ain't even mad. So that's what you're going to watch. Uh, I'm on fire with these bets, you guys. I'm like killing it over well, here. Well, that's because you keep making bets against me, and I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I pick my We need spots. to keep a running track of what our records are, because I think I've won one total globally. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now let's jump into beers for fears. Mm. Uh, we all pick beers to drink with Shauna the Dead. Yeah. Jake. Oh yeah. What is your beer for the fear? Yeah. Um. So this one's a bit of a visual gag. Sorry, listener. The guys can confirm. I'm drinking a beer <laughs> called Old Brown Dog because uh, in this movie there's a, a pretty quotable line about how Big Al says dogs can't look up. Uh, this is by Smutty Nose Brewing up in New Hampshire, and the guys will notice here that that on this bottle, the logo. Oh, uh-huh. where are you? Uh huh. What, what can you can one of you tell me what direction that dog is looking? It's looking down. Down, it's, not up. It's looking not up. So <laughs> they old can't. brown dog. Here we go. <laughs> that's that's not bad. That's uh, I'll go next. <laughs> I like your visual gag, Jake. I went Thanks. just real middle of the road with it. A pretty easy one, but it's you know sometimes you got to go for the slam dunk. I of got course. the Apocalypse IPA from uh, from Apocalypse Brewing. India Pale Ale. It's delicious. Well it's done. an apocalypse. It's an apocalyptic movie. There you go. Jack, QED. question for you. Yes, sir. It's real middle of the road, but sometimes you got to go for the slam dunk. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> what is what is what the fuck does that mean? The, the slam not, dunk is a middle watch of the basketball. road. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You really messed Mark, that one up. You want to you want to go for a slam dunk by running up the side of the court? No, you want to run dead up the center lane. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, that's actually a surprisingly good point. Y- you saved it much better than I thought you'd guys. be able to. Yeah, <laughs> he's less hungover than Mark, he was last week. He goes hard in the paint, Mark. Very hard in the true. paint. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Okay, so I'm drinking a Double Trouble uh, IPA by uh, Shades of Pale. It's a new brewery here in Salt Lake. But really, I think the important thing. With this movie, you just got to have it in a pint glass, you know? I don't care and what you're your drinking. to your credit, Mark, you have the, the British pint glass yeah, there yeah. with the bulge in the top. Is that called a Nonic glass, I it think? It is. Oh, that's, a, that's a pint yeah, glass. That's correct. You're thinking too hard about So, this. Mark, you did that right. Um, well done, sir. One one nit to pick. I think we'll circle back on this. I'm going to do this now instead of later. But uh, they talk about a pint oh, of Guinness boy. at one point, And then they are very clearly not drinking Guinness in this movie. Sometime, one time they might be. Eh. It's very clearly like a pale ale that they're drinking most of the time. Most of the time. There's one time where it could be a Guinness. We'll dive into all of that when all we start it. talking about the movie. But drinking isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also watched some other shit, done some other horror stuff. So, Jake, what's been rocking your horror world apart from Shaun of the Dead? Quite a few things, Jack. Quite a few things. Um, wow. I'm actually still, like, reaching. We We took kind of a big break right around the holidays, so I'm like reaching back and bringing some in as I've had time. Um, I watched the dark tapes and I don't know what possessed me to do this because yeah, that's weird. That's a weird the thing eagle eared listener will remember me berating Mark for, I think you had only picked this as your dark horse when this came out like last July or some shit. This was the I, movie that hands down had the most accolades yes, in the trailer. It totally. had every single frame had like 17 different whatever you call those fig leaf like award things the, on it. The selections at a festival award. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the award for being at a festival, yeah. <laughs> we were um, there. Maybe that worked though because I certainly remembered the movie. I remember making fun of you for it and then I remembered you watching it and saying it was okay. So I that certainly could have been what had stuck with me, but it popped up on I believe you can watch it if you're an if you're an Amazon Prime member now. I went into this, my expectations being about as low as they could possibly be, like really, really low. Good. That's where they should be. And I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. Yeah. But you didn't give us a reminder either, it, of the general a, genre yeah, of the movie. This is a found footage anthology from last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And I did. I really didn't think it was that bad. It 
definitely showed its lack of budget, but the movie had heart. Well, that's good. It's got heart. It digs holes just for digging. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to do that shit. I, I I didn't think that there was anything that could have possibly made this an acceptable watch for me. And I found myself going from like doing stuff around the kitchen to sitting in the couch and watching it. And I actually thought that it built tension relatively well. Like I said, just some of the effects stuff was a bit shoddy, but what can you do there? Yeah. Well, that's it, it also had a pretty nonsensical like tethering of everything. You don't you don't think about it. You can't think about it or it's probably sure. not going to be as good of an experience. Going in with low expectations is probably the right way to go. Many anthologies do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one was pretty pretty tough in that regard though. Anyway, okay. that's no that's the first one. Do you have any questions? Overall recommend or not? Ooh. No, like I for I, me. I don't think overall recommend. Okay. No, but it vastly surpassed my expectations of it, so at least it had that going for it. Jake, two questions. Okay, go ahead. Uh, favorite segment? Ooh, boy. Probably probably the first one, actually. The, I don't want to spoil anything, but this the is... The wraparound one? one? That... No, not the, not the frame narrative-ish one. The first full one that it dives into after it... This is really hard to do without spoilers. This involves a family that has a house that is ostensibly haunted. Got it, yeah. And they bring in some paranormal (laughs) investigators. Okay, second, looking at our document here, you gave this a six and a half. Still not a recommend? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that that's a skew up just because I I had about the lowest expectations I've ever had going into a movie for this site. Ah, an overcompensation rating. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, 100%. All right, it's still pretty middling (laughs) score. Um, It punched above its budgetary weight class, let's put it that way. Maybe that's why it had so many Fig Leaf Awards. Moving on. I like that. I watched They Came Back, which is like an early 2000s French sort of zombie movie. This is kind of a hard one to describe. It was on Shudder, and I guess that makes it horror, but it's way more horror-ish, and I hesitate to even call it that after watching it. This is basically, there's a French town, and a happening occurs where pretty much anyone who has died of natural causes in the last so odd number of years recently like five years or something they explained it all i wasn't paying enough attention just kind of like shows up and they all seem to be in good health they have to try to figure out how to reintegrate them with society they're just kind of absent-minded and aloof um this is still a zombie movie in the sense that it's about the relationships of the people that are dealing with the situation, but also in the sense that they're dealing with the people, their loved ones, et cetera, that have returned to them after being dead for a period of time. So it was interesting in that regard, but it had almost no burn to it. So I just like, it was long. (laughs) It's not even a slow burn. It's a no burn. It's a no burn movie, man. (laughs) It was a no burn movie. There were, there were some interesting shots. There were some mildly creepy scenarios that it just never fully capitalized on. Don't know if I'd recommend this one either. But it is, a, it is a zombie-esque movie, and so is the third movie that I watched, which is called The Battery. Jesus. Okay. The Battery is from 2012, and this might be the lowest budget movie I've ever seen. Have this you seen Jer- Spirit in the Woods? Uh, no, I haven't seen that, oh so this my God. still could be okay. this still could be the lowest budget movie I've seen. This is a movie, they made this for like... That movie is bad. Well, <laughs> they made this shit for like 6,000. This is a Jeremy Gardner movie. He was in Spring, Mind's Eye, Psychopaths. He wrote directed, produced, acted, like, everything in this movie that he made for, like, six grand because he asked, like, ten of his buddies to give him 600 bucks a piece. Um, This is another one that I thought... It... 
my expectations weren't really existent either way, but it punched above its budgetary weight class just kind of like the Dark Tapes did. But I liked it way more than I expected because I'm on record not really liking zombie movies, yet I've watched three this week, I guess. Um, this <laughs> did some things that I haven't seen in the zombie subgenre as well. And I think if you think you've seen it all, I challenge you to watch The Battery and you'll you'll <laughs> see something you haven't seen. Okay. Not to spoil anything. Wow. Interesting little flip. Wow. Also on show. I like it. Nice. All right, Mark, how about you? What's been rocking your horror world? I've got two this week. First off, this is a Shudder podcast, apparently, because I watched Another Evil, which is available on Shudder. <clears throat> yeah. We... Spoiler alert, I watched some Shudder stuff, too. <laughs> it's a good Shutter. Shudder, send um, us beers. <laughs> so, yeah. if uh, you recall, back in uh, May of 2017, we, we reviewed this thing in a part of our HRR. Um, Another Evil was the Mark Proch, I don't know how to say his last name, vehicle. Good work. Where he's like a demon assassin or whatever he calls himself. Yeah, ghost yeah. assassin. <laughs> uh, so he gets called in to exercise this house or whatever, and then he's that guy is hilarious, by the way. He really, really is, um, and that's part of it. Is when we saw this, all of us agreed it looked hilarious. I love Mark Proch. I spend, I generally go on deep dives on K Strass, the yo-yo guy, every once in a while. Which, if you haven't, oh, I highly recommend you go do. So right now. funny. <laughs> um, and I really wanted like a Mark Proch awkward humor vehicle to come out of this thing. And you don't really get the awkward humor. You just get Mark Proch being awkward and weird. <laughs> okay. You can, it, it is kind of funny. Like you see, there are certain scenes where you can tell there was just a big ass blank spot in the script and uh-huh. the direction was just like, say some fucked up shit, Mark. Uh, and then he Go. did for like, yeah. yeah, for like four <laughs> minutes, he just gives a monologue of some fucked up shit that happened. Okay. Um, and you can tell to some extent that it's just him like doing improv and like kind of finding out where the story takes him and stuff. Uh, and the performance of it is funny from like an observation standpoint, but like the content is objectively not funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so it is a little cringy to watch, uh, and the bare bones of it, the back, the backdrop of it is just kind of a standard haunted house movie. It does have a few interesting scenes, but ultimately, I I think it just missed the mark that I was hoping it was going to be. Um, okay. I, I, have, I would have a really hard time recommending this. I, I want to see Mark Proch in more stuff, uh, but I feel like there needs to... I don't know if it's the scripts issue, or maybe it was just like a general issue with direction or supporting cast or something that wasn't really able to like allow him to flourish in that role. Um, mm-hmm. So... I would love to see a mulligan, but I I would have a really hard time recommending this one to anyone. Just not wow funny enough for the promise that the trailer kind of provided. It's not. It, it really there's not very much laugh out loud humor here. Yeah, that seemed. All. I mean, that was like the only thing that it had going for it, at least from a trailer watching standpoint. So that's tough. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then from a just from a horror movie standpoint, there's nothing here you really haven't seen before. Sure, so. sure, yep, sure. Uh, which takes me to a, a much better movie that I did watch last week. Jake, you uh, recommended to me Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. That was the one. <laughs> so I watched it. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, I believe, free of, freely available on Amazon uh, Prime, so go watch it if you haven't. This is a movie that was tailor-made for me. I might yeah. have like responded to some surveys <laughs> that fed directly into this thing. This is a found-footage meta-documentary about super natural slashers and how they work yes uh 
You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Relevant to your interests. Uh, yeah. Those are. That's exactly my interest. Um, <clears throat> that would be if you know if I ever have to open up like a grinder page. That's what I'm putting on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> percent. I do it with grinder. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta mix up the social media apps. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you usually use Tinder? Bumble, man. Bumble's where it's at. <laughs> Anyways, this is about this is probably two parts comedy Went to right every one part head. horror. Um, yeah. I so would agree with that. yeah, if that kind of floats your boat, it, you know, there's a substantial amount of comedy mixed in with this slasher. Actually, it's probably safer to say there's a substantial amount of slasher mixed in with this comedy. Yes. Um, so if any of those things sound like they're up your alley, then go do this. Do what? Watch this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's almost not doing it. I mean, it it brings all of those elements that you mentioned together so seamlessly that that's what led to the recommendation. I mean, everything being an interest of yours is why I recommended it, but how well it did. You can do that, and you can do it terribly, and this did it extremely well. Yeah, it's remarkably smart in how it executes on its own premise. Nice. Which is which is tough to find. Like usually meta movies kind of fall into a trap of them not like being cognizant enough of the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh this one they clearly know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing and everything fits together really really well. Totally. And that's that's what's kind of interesting to me about this movie. I I think for your horror community, they're going to know what this movie is or more likely they'll probably have seen it. But usually, and I would say this thing probably has what you would consider a cult following at this point, too, but usually you would hear more about a movie that does the meta thing as well as this does, that brings together all the elements that it has going for it to such a good degree. I'm kind of surprised it's not better known. I Yeah, I agree with that. It yeah. is, there. there is really not much, uh, I guess, in the form of star power in, inside of this thing. That's really the only thing, I think, probably holding it back. Yeah, I, that's accurate. There really isn't. There's, I can't recall one actor, so. Yep. So that's that. Uh, I Yeah, go watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yes. It's great. Yes. Nice. I like totally. that. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Heavy do it. recommend. Jack. Yeah, buddy. What's rock- I'm looking for a bottle opener. Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> what has been rocking your horror world, Jack? Well, I can see. Yeah, I got a couple things. Around. And Jake, okay. thanks to you for the recommendation on the first one. Uh, although yeah. I'm a little nervous about it now. I started watching The Core. Uh-oh. Why nervous? Um, I, Why nervous? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Because I he only has in. so much time and he needs to binge watch. <laughs> I wanted to watch the Lee One L episode. Um, I accidentally clicked on the Sasuke Sisters episode, apparently. Because I watched the Sasuke Sisters episode. First off, Mickey Keating. A guy like Mickey Keating who has a haircut like that should not be as, like, charming and relatable and as good a host as he is. So I was surprised by that. He's much better than you expected, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah. especially after seeing his goddamn haircut. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that's thing number one. Thing number two, the show is great. I haven't... I'm trying to think if I've seen a Sasuke Sisters movies uh, movie. Obviously, Soska, whatever. I've I've seen, I know of them, yep. but I don't know if I've seen one of their films. So I, I was not. surprised at how interested I was in the episode. Yeah, it was still great. What was the theme of that um, episode? What? Because each each of the episodes explores like a certain horror theme. What was theirs? Or was that I the Dick episode? It was just like dicks, like gratuity, were dicks. gratuity, and dicks was like the yep. episode topic. <laughs> Yeah, Pretty okay. much. They okay. did the practical body horrors talking about how CG's ruining horror movies. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, their their effects corner was like how to do a believable looking dick chop off. Ex- yes, Great exactly. stuff, guys. Great stuff. Yeah. It's a good show. Watch the shit out of the show. I'm excited to dive into the rest of them, but there aren't that many episodes. And as I look yeah. at the comments... 
to this on Shudder. The yep. first comment I see is another week without a new episode, ellipse question mark, why don't you just take a shit on my tits? Hmm. I'm a little bit worried. All of the comments are along these lines. Don't leave us hanging. It's been so long since the new... Tell us why there aren't new episodes. I'm a little well, this, worried I've just gotten invested in this thing. The season's over. And now it's gone. Yeah, do people not know how shows work? It's a season. So well, I it started at Halloween. I, okay, so I have a couple questions for you after I explain this, which I shouldn't have to explain because people are stupid. A season works by starting, having a run of episodes, and then just sort of ending. And that's what this did? It just sort of ends. <laughs> Uh, it went from Halloween through the holidays, and in the last episode, it it very clearly mentions that it's the end of right now. They only have one season, so it's like quote unquote okay. the end. I'm sure they'll be signed on for season two because well, that then, thing is fun. I don't know awesome. what these jabronis. Yeah, I don't know what these jabronis are talking about. Then I haven't seen the last episode, so I didn't get that. It was not like cliffhanger, over. just like oh, this was another episode, and then nothing came out. It mentioned it explicitly. So okay. Okay. That should, like that should quell your fears. People. Yeah, yeah. Question, why did you not start at the beginning? Because that's usually a good place to, you know, jump in. It usually is. Uh, I was most interested in the Lee Wan L episode. Um, you know what's going to happen? Know, so... Do you know what's going to happen? Is you're going to, like, cherry pick a couple episodes and then forget which ones you haven't seen and miss something. Or I'll just watch them all more than once. That's fine. I think Jack um, wanted to go for a slam dunk, but instead he hit a double. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, he did that. Yep. So that's watch the core though the core is great. Uh, yes. so I think it's six episodes that exist right now. Uh-huh. The other thing that I want to mention before you move on is um, one of my favorite parts of it is what they've done to integrate the the segment at the very end of each episode where they have recommendations on some of the curated movies that they have available for the viewer on Shutter. Yeah, I think that that's a really smart way to get you interested in some of the stuff because Shutter is pretty deep cut horror. Like it's getting a bigger and bigger catalog seemingly by the day, but a lot of the stuff on Shutter, I still haven't seen, and I've seen quite a bit of horror. Ooh, so I think that brag. that's a really good way to kind of get you into. Like that's why that's why I took the leap on the battery because it was a yeah. it was a recommendation. So and I and I liked it. So yeah, I like that part of it. Um, what was recommended? Did anything jump out to you? Did you like that segment? Uh, I I didn't love that segment. Nothing okay, jumped out great. to me. That was a I good talk. Was was, was there any recommendation Look. that came out of the dick chopping segment? No. Good. That's the good. <laughs> I like that you just let me so, go for a while, and you're like, no, I totally disagree. Well, what do you want me to cut me off and say, Jake? I can see where you're going, and there's nothing down that road. Stop talking now. Eh. Well, if you would have watched like from the beginning, you might have had a better experience. But... I mean, maybe if well, we were look, natural... I tried to watch from the very end. If but... we were natural <laughs> conversationistas, then you'd probably uh, you'd, you'd know when to, when to jump in. <laughs> Good work, Jack. All right. So, the core is great. Shutter's great. Shutter, send us beers. Um, Shutter continues to not be a sponsor, inexplicably, of our podcast. Uh, I'll just jump Another in Another thing here. I Shutter, got. Shutter, this don't, a... don't send me beers. I'm pretty sure it would be illegal. Send the other two beers. <laughs> this is... Wait, what? Oh, you're in Utah. Yeah. This one is a short one. Uh, this is a short thing that exists in the horror world. There's a new Twitter account that I've been following the shit out of. I like everything they've posted. It's called It's Always Sunny in Hawkins. Okay. Uh, it oh. takes pictures and screen caps from <laughs> Stranger Things and puts appropriate sunny quotes on them, and it's amazing. Great. And it's relevant to my interests, so I've been enjoying the shit out of that. Go follow It's Always Sunny in Hawkins. Uh, you won't be going wrong there. Wonderful when time you, waster. When you said there yep. was a horror-themed Twitter account, the first thing that popped into my head was just like, you follow at ghost, and then every once in a while it just tweets, boo. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really avant-garde Twitter account. 
<laughs> I like it. I we should start this. Go ahead, Mark. Go cut ahead. this. Cut this all part. Right. Cut this part. This is now proprietary. <laughs> He's just gonna beep all of that out. <laughs> One long censor. Yeah, go for it. Okay, and finally, um, I watched a, a brand new horror movie. Actually, it's been out for a day as we record this. Ooh, um, wow. It's a Netflix original horror movie, or oh. at least they they bought the rights to it. You're not that Ooh. special. Um, it's uh, the Open House. Watched this uh, on on Netflix yesterday, uh, just because what it showed up as like a check this out, and I I did, and it's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is middling. So it just came out. Yep. So that would mean that this is one that we missed in our horror release roundup. Absolutely. Wonderful. Netflix okay. Does okay. This thing uh, yeah, where they it, just kind of like pop some shit out there with like unbeknownst to anyone, and there's no way to fact check any of yeah. it. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a movie that apparently exists. Cool. <laughs> See also baby. Yeah, I'm not too worried club. about us in that regard. Oh. But I'm not unhappy to have seen the movie. I certainly didn't love it. It's uh about a mom and her son going through some troubled times. I try I'll try not to spoil anything, but they have to sell their house and some weird shit happens at the open house and that leads to other weird shit happening. It's got elements of home invasion. It's got other elements going on too. It's 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 certainly not a bad movie, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's one to have on the background. Question. Yeah. Why did you pick this movie? Because it showed up first. I went to my Netflix app hmm. on my, my TV, hmm. and it was like the full screen, and All, it just started playing. Yeah, I, is I, very I actually, impressionable. Yeah, I opened Netflix, <laughs> and that's what's happening for me as well. Um, yeah. A lot of good shit on Netflix. That's that's You are taking laziness to its most extreme. Look, I knew I wanted to, I had some time last night, it was late last night, I wanted to watch something in the horror world, I wanted to pop on Netflix just to check out the movies they had, and as soon as I opened the app, a horror movie started playing, so, you know, who am I to stand in the way of that? I mean, you can try to sugarcoat it all you want, buddy. It's not sugarcoating, I'm happy. You didn't want to do any work. Do you guys remember, do you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons, uh, where there was a bunch of like, people getting uh, recruited into the military and there was the Yvonne at Niage song where you play it backwards. It says, join the Navy. And then yes, Lisa goes into the guy, uh, the, the like talent producer, LT smash. And she pulls off one of the period and it's just Lieutenant smash. And he explains to yep. her that there's like three types of advertising. There's subliminal liminal and super liminal. And she's like, <laughs> what's super liminal? And he opens the window and he yells at Lenny and Carl. He says, Hey, you guys join the Navy. And they go, yeah, all right. That was super liminal messaging, Jack. That's why you watch this movie. Yes. Jesus Christ, it took you longer to explain that than it would have taken to like watch the episode of The Simpsons, buddy. <laughs> I like to Christ. paint word pictures. Every time, every time Mark talks about, starts talking about The Simpsons, it's time to go to the feature <laughs> presentation. That sounds right to me. All right, guys, you've heard the show before. Uh, it's happened before. It will certainly happen again. We forgot to mention that there will be spoilers for the 2004 movie Shaun of the Dead, so fair warning on that. Sorry about that. I'm reading the book. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2004's Shaun of the Dead. God, uh, is that old? Classic. It's that old. Uh, classic Edgar Wright movie. The classic. first of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Yeah. And Jake, you picked this movie as your wild card. What was going through your head when you picked this one? I, I mean, I just picked this movie. There was no label on it. That's what I mean. You got to pick what the fuck ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you kind of mentioned it in your little spiel there, Jack. It's a classic. 
It's a good movie. I wanted yeah. to watch the movie. It's good. I like it. Jake hates ratings, zombie movies, and spoilers. yet he's watched four in the last week. Three. Three. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I got a theme going on. I didn't know what they come back is to my. Uh, they came back to my uh, defense, but you know. Sure. Lemons and lemonade. When was the last time you'd seen this one? Before we started the website, first this really the this almost occupies the exact same space in my wanting to see it yet not seeing it space as uh, paranormal activity. Good. I'm good Articulate. at words, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm with you because when you picked this, I was so excited because I haven't seen this in it's I don't a know, long time five years. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. It's Just it's an time, interesting man. it's an ex- interesting frequency curve because it's like I watched it two or three times a year for multiple years after it oh, came yeah. out and then it just petered off and then I seen it like once in the last five. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Jake, you picked this movie and you yeah. know what that means. You're no. going to have to give us a 30 second plot no. synopsis. Yeah. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock and it's going to start when you start. Mm. Sean is sort of a burnout appliance salesman living in a flat with his buddy Ed and prick Pete in London. Uh, he gets stumped by his girlfriend Liz because he's kind of a burnout, and his idea of having fun is going to his favorite bar, the Winchester, for a night of pints and pig snacks. A zombie apocalypse happens. He tries to take action, save his mom, get Liz back by picking him up and going to the Winchester, and he lands everybody in hot water because his plan sucks in almost every measurable way. But uh, at the end, everyone but he and Liz dies, and they're saved at the nick of time. <laughs> Presumably, trauma time. shared, live together, have fun, they're back. <laughs> he lands everyone in hot water. He does. Also, Gosh Big Al says dogs can't We're back up. in hot water due to your poor you know planning what? skills. You, you did pretty well, Jake. You crammed a lot in there. You got a lot of. Yeah, you I got tried. all the important details. You didn't yeah, get the except, except, except towards the end. Well, yeah, because I was like, well, I've already like through it, but. <laughs> I want to say more about Big Al, and I've missed my boat. <laughs> the dogs most can't look minor up, guys. characters, Big Al. Old brown dogs can't look up. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's a zombie um, movie. Zombie shit happens. Exactly. It's and, in and many it's a, zombie it's, things. It's an Edgar Wright movie, and it's a yeah. comedy, obviously. So there's this isn't super plot heavy, although mm. it's super writing heavy. Yeah, yes. I would say it's not plot heavy, but it is character heavy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Big yeah. distinction, so Jake, though. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into? Comedy. You so and so. Yeah, yeah, it's a comedy. It's also zombie. Zombie also. Ah, uh, fuck you! I was gonna say zombie. What's your I'm third? noticing right now. I don't think we have zombie on our list. Surprisingly, we definitely have zombie on our list. Oh we yeah, have doll on our it. list. We it. have to have zombie on our list. We have doll, comma marionette <laughs> on our list. <laughs> um, guys, I have a question some... for you. Yeah, buddy. Is this a classic? Is it old yes. enough to be considered a classic? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to go with. It's a classic. Modern classic. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. Instant classic. I got nothing else. Uh, maybe a romance? No, fuck Ooh. that shit. Ooh. Horror romance? I don't want to And do horror this. bromance. Frankly. Okay, you romance sold it with the Ed inclusion. Romance <laughs> It's both. There you go. Yeah, we cracked, we, really I think is. we cracked this egg. I think that's all of them. Romance bromance. Classic zombie comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Nailed All it. right. Let's dive the fuck into this thing. Let's do it. Jake, I mentioned it earlier. This is the first of the Cornetto trilogy. Describe what that is and which one of those this is. And also why it is. I've, I'm still baffled as to why it's described. Yeah, so Edgar Wright that. has three movies that are dubbed the Cornetto trilogy. The Cornetto being like an ice cream snack in England, at least England, Britain. 
Um, there are three flavors in a, I've never had a Cornetto, but there are three flavors and they're exemplified by the colors red, blue, and green. If that's correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack. It seems I think I'm, you're wrong. I'm flip. Is it I'm pretty red, sure that's white, right. and green? Now uh, you're thinking think of a rocket pop. That's a rocket. Okay. <laughs> well, the movies are. No, no, this. it's red. It is red, blue, and green. It's yeah, red, the blue, movies green. are this. Blue is hot fuzz, which is basically the same thing, but for the cop buddy cop drama thing. And green is science fiction, which was at the world's end, which was the last one produced. Yeah. That's and this one's this one's the red one because of blood, zombies, zombies. blood. Yeah, exactly. He's got red on I you. mean, they're pretty on the nose with it. Um, there is a scene in here. I I had kind of forgotten where they put because there's always a scene where someone's eating the correct type of cornetto, and there's a scene where Ed is playing like time splitters or some bullshit, and he's eating one of them. Yeah, notably red, yeah, very it, visible. Well, it, also it, it should. Also, Sorry. be pointed out that this is a lot like Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, where it is not a narrative trilogy. No, it doesn't matter. Perform. It's just three yeah. movies. Well, yeah. but and they're also, all about the end of the world in some way. Well, so it's very much like the Apocalypse trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so from what I can tell, they made Shaun of the Dead and then later decided they were going to do a trilogy, which is an, kind of... Oh, a, I hadn't heard that. It doesn't surprise me. I, I haven't seen anything confirming it, but Jake, I'd like your comment on this. When this movie first came out, yeah. they were teasing making another movie called From Dusk Till Shaun. Until okay. they decided they would be in the similar vein as this one, but with yeah. you know a different type of villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, until they decided to kind of take everything in a different direction, which I took to mean they hadn't yet decided on doing a trilogy until after the fact. Right. So I'm happy. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm kind of happy they didn't do that. I didn't know that, but I want From Dust Till Dawn to like live in its own little space. I choose to believe that there is no TV show that was made. None of that shit ever happened. <laughs> That's probably a good choice on your part. No other canon. Except for the first, the first movie is the canon. That's it. It's all that will exist. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's the right way to go. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, the TV show can't be canon. Good. I didn't love the TV show, so deny its existence, Jack. So are are we getting <laughs> into the point where we say that what this movie does right is it doesn't yet have a TV show? Yes. Sure. Okay. That's something. Way to go. Way to go, it, Shadow it, of the Dead. You, you aren't a Guaranteed TV will. It guaranteed will within no, the next two years. No, come Fuck on. Fuck that. <laughs> if it does, I'm going to be so sad. It for, won't. For realsies, though, you guys, what is, what's your, like, what's, what makes this movie? Edgar Wright. All right, that's the first thing. Edgar Wright is an amazing director. He's on full fucking display here. Everything from the action shots to the cuts to the awesome writing to the foreshadowing. This is all classic Edgar Wright stuff. And yeah, I, I want to single out the foreshadowing here. He's a writer of this movie, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. There's one scene in particular that I'm thinking of. Are you guys aware of what I'm talking about here? Well, here's the thing it, about well, how everything. good he is. You it's could be describing scene. seven different scenes yeah. right now. The screenplay is incredibly scene. tight. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. There's one scene where a character describes the entire events of the film that you're about to see. The Bloody Mary thing. Yes. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. So it's Ed and Sean. After um, after Liz is broken up with Sean, mm-hmm. they're at the bar. They're at the Winchester, which Jake will have to get into Winchester and O'Michael's soon in a little bit. That's, that feels worth mentioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ed says, and so he's trying to cheer him up. He says, tomorrow, let's just go out and get fucking hammered. We'll have a Bloody Mary first thing. And that, oh, spoilers. We're going to spoil this movie. That's already <laughs> happened. That ship sailed, buddy. Go Whoops. back and splice okay. it in. You can do it. I'll splice something in. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Our listeners know. So, I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs> first thing Ed says is we'll have a Bloody Mary first thing. And the first zombie that they actually encounter is Mary. She's got the name tag on yep. and she erupts in a pool of blood. Yep. And then we'll have a bite at the king's head. They go to Sean's mom's house and his stepdad, the king, gets his head bitten or his neck. Uh, there'll be a couple Probably at the little head. princess when they go to Liz's house and uh, and Dabs and what's her name are there. Um. Liz, what, what's what's Liz's roommate's name? I don't remember. Die, who whatever cares? her name is. Yeah, Die. Yeah, not an old And then name. we'll stagger back to the Winchester, and they pretend to be zombies and stagger back to the Winchester for bang back at the bar for shots. Yep. And then they shoot. And they things. shoot a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. It's and everything is that right? Ed sees uh, their other roommate and says, "Next time I see you, you're dead." Yeah. Next every time he's a fucking zombie. Every it's part all of, of the writing of this movie is. As you as you nodded to earlier, they're playing a video game, and Sean walks in, and he's like. You know, upper left, reload, shoot that guy. And then later yeah. on, it's the exact same words, but they're top shooting left. actual yep. zombies. Well, he yep. can't hit shit until he says top left, and then he finally gets one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he has awesome. a terrible aim. Yeah, he should not be the guy holding the gun. <laughs> yeah. But so, I, t- I totally agree with you, Jack. I mean, that's, to me, by far the strongest element of this film is how incredibly nuanced it is and how incredibly intentional everything that occurs in the movie everything that's in this movie is there for a very particular reason nothing is wasted and nothing is really withheld like exactly what it needs to have it has yeah i i wrote down the word symmetry Mm -hmm. uh which is exactly what this is they this is this is the equivalent of of babe ruth pointing at the stands and then hitting the home run exactly where he pointed yeah, like yeah. that. This movie calls its shot. Yeah, and it's calculated. It delivers. And it's, it's, yeah, it's perfect down to like and down to the T. Yeah, symmetry works really well because of the other group, like the female version of Sean. They keep running into his ex. I think she's his ex, or just friend yeah. or something like that. Yeah, the two the yeah, two groups are exactly the same. Yeah, they they mirror each other perfectly. Uh huh. Yeah, and exactly. that group is composed of at the time not yet super famous, but famous in England. Right. Uh, TV stars. Random Martin Freeman cameo. Doesn't yeah, even have a totally. line. He just walks by. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's and cra- my I, lovely wife knew all the other ones too because she's obsessed with English shit. Well, and and oh. half-assed IMDb research thing. Apparently, they're all like comedy pairings from British TV shows. So as they Got walk it. by each other, it's like the equivalent of Jim and Pam from the British Office, and then I don't know other British things that I don't understand or know or care to know. <laughs> Interesting. One of, while we're on the topic of like people who were in this movie, one of the things that I didn't notice until watching it this time, because like we said, I haven't seen this movie since well before we started this whole venture. Um, the kid that plays Noel is yeah. he's like he stars in that movie that just came out that we were all somewhat interested in called The Ritual. The one about the guys that go on the oh, backpacking shit. trip. He's the star of that movie. I was like, oh my Holy god. shit. Noel's yeah. the 17-year-old dickhead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah. I was blown away. Yeah. yeah. I, none of us uh, have look, seen that movie. I can't say if it's good or not, but you know, I'm going to watch it now. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Was it... For me, there had a di- this movie had a different ratio than most of the movies I watch on my, my TV. This was like thinner three. and longer. I don't know ratio oh, like, things, Mark. Well, this like is a good question. Instead of 16, 9? Yeah, you're raising a good question, which is how did you guys watch this one? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. I own the DVD. Amazon app on my smart TV. I watched my DVD of this movie. Nice. Was it okay. full screen or widescreen? It was widescreen. Uh, 
Good. I Good know. choice. Back in the day. Yeah. So wide widescreen means the top and bottoms of your TV are going to be black, right? Because that's what happened when I watched this on Amazon, and I thought it was yeah. weird. Well, I'm not sure that's right. Widescreen back in the day just meant 16.9. Full screen meant 4.3. Because that was back. Okay. Th- that was when you would have a DVD player, but you still had your standard deaf television that you plugged in with right crt tv yeah yeah <laughs> but it did do the letterboxing thing i, I it was it, not much of an up convert i mean it's just it's dvd quality you know what's funny about it. that is what? i am comp- like i do not notice the letterboxing when it happens huh i do well there's cool. parts of my tv I, that are i definitely used. noticed it good yeah. talk <laughs> yeah Way parts go, of the guys. tv need to be used let's let's move it along used. a little bit this movie it, has Mark. phenomenal music. The score it's in general so fucking good. <laughs> is yep. so well curated, mm-hmm. which again ties into how kind of smart the movie is, but there's always a song in the background playing like either diegetically or not, just exactly mm-hmm. what's happening. And in this in this case, I, I would say every time you notice it, it is diegetic because the characters in, you know, individually comment on it. You have <laughs> yeah, totally you have If You Leave well, Me Now or whatever that song is while he's breaking up. You have, it's on and random. Then, it's on random. And then Queen pops up later with the well, Don't Stop Me White Now. White random. Yeah. Sean and Ed singing White Lines. Is, yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the most classic scenes He could at least say bass. God, I fucking love it. It's so good. And The Queen is great. Mr. Fahrenheit is an awesome song. And this, I think, is again an Edgar Wright thing, right? He demands on having control of all that shit, and that's why his shit's so good. He, when he was originally going to direct Ant-Man, he the reason he left, ostensibly, people say, was because they wouldn't Marvel wouldn't let him control as much of it as he wanted to. And I'm sure he wanted to do a bunch of weird shit like that, like having these songs and have the characters sing them and having them blend into diegetic versus non-diegetic. Yeah, that's fine. And He's doing better shit. Bigger yeah. and better things. I, I think one of the things that's kind of tangentially related to that that's worth mentioning is, like, he, and therefore this movie, goes in directions where I think it takes the appropriate amount of time to have the most impact that it can have. Like, what we're talking about with the movies, or the, I'm sorry, the music in this movie, they're sitting in the bar, he's just breaking down because of his breakup, they go outside, they're singing White Lines, they get home, there's the Electro, the next morning happens, and they're throwing <laughs> records at zombies. Like, that whole little mini arc that happens that is very musically related, it has, this movie has, like, arcs within arcs within arcs within arcs. Oh, which yeah. Which kind of, t- it goes to Mark's point from earlier, it's just incredibly smart, and everything that it does is so intentional. It's, it's like- difficult to do, obviously, but it... It's you don't get you don't aspect. get a lot of inside jokes in movies, mm-hmm. but this movie is so incredible that like the first half of the movie establishes the inside joke, and then the second half of the movie just delivers delivers the inside on it. Joke. Yeah, so it's just 100%. inside joke after inside joke. Like frankly, if you watch the second half of this movie, you'd have like I mean it'd still be pretty funny, but you might actually miss like a substantial amount of the humor because you don't know that they're calling back to things. Yeah, that's totally. another good point because. Th- I think this movie does a really interesting thing with its humor in that, just like you said, it develops everything for really the first two acts. And then in that third act of the movie where they're in the Winchester and sort of the siege of the zombies happens, it's done everything it really needs to do from a humor standpoint. And it then shifts much more. It's still funny, but it shifts much more into the horror aspects of what it's doing from a zombie standpoint. Right when Sean's mom dies. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it it takes that it takes the turn that it really needs to take to I think have a be- a bigger impact because 
it's so fucking funny for most of it that I don't think it would have any emotional punch if it didn't do what it did at that point, which is to really lean into the horror side of things. And that emotional punch is fucking effective, too. Yeah, it's great. And the, the it's framing hard to of the do. shots. Yeah. But but to your point, the framing of the shots, the lighting of the shots, all of that shifts exactly at that point to a yes. horror movie, right? It's yes. brightly lit before that. It's framed such that you can't see things in the background. But at that point, the framing changes, the lighting changes, and it's a clear horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. So, so, so in that same vein, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. You mentioned it earlier, but the number one thing I think of when I think of this movie yeah. is the editing. Like mm-hmm. the actual visual editing, not so much the sound, but the montages in particular. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> toast, milk, knife. Not really montages, just the action yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's an Edgar flowers thing. buying. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah, it's in a lot of them. Yeah, just just making normal, mundane, everyday tasks into action montages, smash right. cuts. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a classic Edgar Wright thing. He does it in Baby Driver a lot. Yeah, side note, background for Edgar Wright. If you haven't heard his name before, directed Baby Driver, directed Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed the Coronado Trilogy, which is a lot what of we're good talking things. about. You'll notice a, a recurring theme here. Great music, great editing, great general direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that guy. Great every He's that <laughs> he's, guy that's really great. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy you like that you didn't know you liked. Yeah. Jesus. All right, this is probably going to be a lot harder. Do we have anything we don't love about the movie? What does the movie do wrong? I have a difficult time with a few of the supporting characters. Namely, I don't really understand what the roommates... Uh, do the, what's his name? The guy who... Oh, you'll, you'll be dead the next Pete. time we see him. That yeah, Pete. Pete. Yes, yes, Pete. I don't understand why he's there. I think it's just to sort of usher in the breakdown of the relationship between Sean and Ed. And, and to, to emphasize, like, what a burnout Sean really is. Totally. Right? He's got a, yeah, my, yeah. a more successful it's to It's to jumpstart the reckoning that Sean has with but himself. But they, yeah. they blow by it. Like, that doesn't ever actually, like, he never actually, their, their I, relationship never breaks down. And you're never really lingering yeah, on the fact I that mean, he's I mean, it kind of does. It does in a humorous way, and this is... I guess my interpretation of the same thing as yours is that emotional, that should be a more emotional moment than it is when he finally kind of loses it on Ed, which is when they're standing outside the Winchester in front of like 17 million zombies. (laughs) I think that because of the humor that's at play there, that punch is a little bit lost, but I don't disagree with you. I, I get your point. I think that the reason for Pete's existence is, not fully capitalized on for and, but it's not just because of pete and maybe it's like it does capitalize on some like weird neural pathway in my monkey brain that's like needs that for pacing but from from you know the conscious side of me watching a movie you could probably cut this thing down to a tight 90 it's about 100 minutes long as it is but you could probably cut out a substantial amount of him and just leave it as is as a normal zombie movie without the roommate Totally, and there's a couple of scenes that would make more sense, which I'll get to when we get to a certain station a little bit later on. Uh-oh. It's a call ahead. Uh oh. But but this I have a hard movie. Mean. This is a, okay, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, I another thing this movie does wrong. 
The Ed's use of the N-word doesn't... I don't know if it was ever that okay. It certainly doesn't hold up very well at all, humorous though it may be. It's uh, regrettable. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel I, like they're trying to paint him as a bit of a scav. It, and It works a, for his yeah. character. Common yeah, vernacular yeah, for his scav character. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Unnecessary. I mean, he also opens the movie by saying, can I get any of you see you next Tuesday as a drink? Which is one of the... Yeah. That's yeah, but kind that of word's, like, that that's word's always been a Britishism. They use it yeah. much more frivolously than we do. They just throw it out there. It's like salt and pepper, you know? They just yeah, and I was just going to say, your... too, that becomes a joke in Hot Fuzz, where they have their, like, swear jar, and it occupies <laughs> the highest pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you also get some twats in this movie, if I remember correctly, so. Quite a few. Yeah, that's that another common on. British insult. But yeah. you can say that one. I think, you, I mean... We're we have the little explicit tag. We can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> we could be dropping n bombs, but I'm not. Gonna but we do probably that, shouldn't. Though. We probably shouldn't be doing that. There's yeah. no reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just no reason for it, mate. There's no need for it, mate. <laughs> I'll take it from there again. Uh, so the one thing that this movie does is it it has really phenomenal choreography in certain scenes. Now I realize. Phenomenal choreography probably should go in what the movie does right, right? But here's the thing about immersion. When you see people dancing around a zombie, hitting it in the shoulders with three different pool cues to the tune of Don't Stop Me Now, that's a great scene. Mr. Fahrenheit. Not great for believability. (laughs) So the song is Mr. Fahrenheit. I completely (laughs) agree with you. They're doing nothing uh, to, to hurt that zombie whatsoever. I don't love the choreography uniformly throughout this thing. I think especially prominent is the scene when Sean comes out of Liz's building with Liz and oh God. Uh, David yes. and whatever. That scene is bad choreography-wise. Like, it's such clear stage dives after he yeah. doesn't hit them with yeah, a cricket right. bat. Straight up missing, yeah. Yeah. That, one, that one is a good point. Whacking people in the shoulder and the zombie goes flying. Yeah. I don't, I, it's just, it's not, I don't love the choreography uniformly throughout this thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I hadn't thought of it, but I would agree with that. You gotta hit it in its head. Yeah, its head. Zombie. <laughs> Destroy the brain. Removing the head or destroying the brain. Zombie. <laughs> what else? Well done, say? Mark. Anything? Well Does done. this movie do, do anything Topical. else wrong? We talked about it for like half an hour of what it did right, and we have two things to say about what it did wrong. Anything else? It doesn't do much wrong, man. Yeah. It's a great movie. Spoilers for my ratings. <laughs> totally agree. Is, is the train coming around the bend? I, I hear as long as you coming. don't blow that whistle. Blow the whistle. Oh. <laughs> I love the whistle. It's so bad. <laughs> it really adds a lot. It adds a lot, you guys. All right, I've got some nitpicks with this movie. Dude. I've got some nitpicks with this movie. This is a number it's one. so tight that it's hard to nitpick. I guess if you find Num- them, you find them. Number one. Nah. The Foley artist on this movie was going nuts fucking overboard that guy was crazy <laughs> starting in the very beginning when they first when ed throws the rock at mary and it hits her in the back it makes like a gravel a rock disrupting a bunch of gravel yeah. sound he it was does getting, not make a rock hitting a jean jacket effect. yeah it does not make a rock hitting a jean jacket and then landing in grass yeah. sound it makes a gravel sound it's crazy there's, and there's there a lot of examples in, in the same yeah. note uh when they're originally at their flat Look at me using British words. When they're originally Good at job. their flat, they open the window, hear the zombie like moan, scream thing, and then close it. And it doesn't just like stop; it just it fades out. <laughs> Which I don't yeah. think that's how sound works. 
I'm fairly sure there's no way to prove it. That's incorrect. Yeah, this might not be a nitpick, but it's something I've wondered about literally every time I've watched this movie, and uh-huh. I rewound it five times this viewing, okay. much to the chagrin of my lovely wife. Who I watched it with a lot me of times to try and figure it out. When he's buying flowers for his mom, yeah, the clerk behind the counter asks him which of two cards he wants. The first yeah. is to a to wonderful a lovely mom, mother, or wonderful whatever. mom. It's and the second, yeah, as How best I can discern, super mom. Is it, it's it's like like an action box pow p o w super mum exclamation yeah. point yes is that a, a co- common kind of card what, sure why not what is it's the most confusing thing sometimes fun- I have, that's not a nitpick that's funny what are you talking about I, I used to think like, she was pow. saying pal no pow <sighs> well it's so and also who would ever choose the first one you go with super mum yeah yeah Sean made the, the wrong delivery. Choice. Wow. The delivery on that alone is makes it one of the more memorable. I don't know why, but it's one of the more memorable scenes in the movie. It's the way she's like blankly staring at him. Pow. I'm glad you confirmed mom. what it is because I've never been sure. Well, they're hard to understand. They're British. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a nitpick I- with this movie. That's my nitpick. Okay. Speak That's American. Okay. I got another one. I got another one. <laughs> this might be just be a continuity error. They really Maybe. need to figure out whether or not the zombies have pupils or not because half the time they do, half the time they don't. Yeah. When the when the characters turn into zombies, they have no pupils. But when anyone else is a zombie, pupils. They do. That's and only like partially true. Accentuated, actually. Yeah. They're like this weird bubble <laughs> inside pupils. of like this. Pow, super milky. pupils. Pow, super pupils. <laughs> okay. Next up, the fence sequence. The fence sequence is one of the more well like well known scenes here. I have two sure. nitpicks with it. One, how the fuck if- does the fence fall over? I mean, because great. It's funny. Granted, great slapstick humor. Wonderful. Yeah. That that's not how fences work. Like, <laughs> that's not how fences work. It's in service of the joke. God, Mark. It's uh, I mean, it, it's good slapstick humor, but like, that's another example of like a min. Like this one's a really mini, but it's a mini arc in the movie where like that happens, and he does a thing where he like walks up the little kid's step ladder to check out the zombies thing. It has like this whole <laughs> mini world body humor thing going on it's great yeah Yeah. it's great but second up in the fence sequence how is the mom getting over these fences how are they expecting this to happen because they still climbed that like eight nine foot fence that he rockets over on a mini trampoline that you'd not be able to rocket over on (laughs) yeah that's but i don't know how the mom's getting more the body that's the other one yeah oh god so good So what we have a problem with is the mom, her ability to climb a fence. That's that's yeah. the problem here. Yeah, I mean, granted, she yeah. only makes it like one or two in before she gets distracted, and then they just fucking barrel through the rest of them. But <laughs> I, these are like these nitpicks are barely nitpicks. Okay. It's I, hard to right. I have a nitpick. Earlier. I have a nitpick with Ed's driving ability because I do not believe he would be able to pull some of the maneuvers that he pulled. Given no, that's his character. amazing because he can't pull any of them off, but he tries. It's how I would look trying to do these maneuvers, mm. right? After, so he in in the movie's defense, he cr- he creams the first car, but the second <laughs> when he gets in the Jag, like he definitely pull the unintentional though they may be, he pulls some interesting looking maneuvers in a car that I'm pretty sure would not go off as well. So I don't know, like when he says pull over and he tries to do the handbrake stop and it just spins all the way around before he stops. Like that's I think what it would look like if you tried to do a handbrake stop and it didn't work. It wouldn't look that classy. 
Or it might look like when I, well, my lovely wife and I were first dating, I was trying to impress her and I was driving her car and I tried to do a handbrake stop and I severed the, the, the handbrake cable. And so it just like, boom, and hit the curb. Oh my God. I remember this. There was like a whole night of, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It didn't go well. She just thought that something like it made a horrible sound. So she was like, what happened to my car? And I was like, I don't know. Certainly nothing I did. (laughs) This is like the guy here. For the listener, this is while Jack and I were living together, and they roll into the house, and I'm a couple beers deep, and there is one of the more entertaining arguments about something that has happened, happening. I go and open a few beers and, like, pour them into a pitcher and just drink them out of the pitcher while I listen to this. It's like, put your feet up on the table and just soak it in. Look, yeah, every once great. in a while, you're watching something that's entertaining, and then something just stumbles into your house that's immensely more entertaining. It made my evening. I was doing nothing. (laughs) I might have been watching this movie, actually. (laughs) So, there you go. (laughs) I don't think it would have been that elegant. All I'm saying is these nitpicks are... are Okay, I've I've got to pick one. Better one. Better one. I alluded to this one earlier. After Liz breaks up with Sean, Sean and Ed stay up till four in the fucking morning, drinking and listening to Electro. Um, Yeah. Uh, Pete tells Sean to sort his fucking life out. Sean puts it on the whiteboard, falls asleep in the chair in the kitchen. (laughs) Now, we've all done things like that, sure. Mm -hmm. His roommate didn't have to walk through the kitchen or do anything when going to work in four hours. He never made it. What? He didn't make it. He got in the shower and stayed there because he turned into a zombie in the shower. No, he got mugged by some crackheads on the way home from work that day. Right? So, he got mugged. Came home, oh, had gone to bed, okay. they did their electric oh, thing. Oh, no, nitpick solved. You're right. Yeah. That's a that not pick. Redact it. Redact it, Jack. Then I've got another one. Why isn't the shower on? Because he probably turned as soon as he, he turned, turned off. He turned into a zombie at the precise moment he turned off the shower? Yeah. Yeah, ah, you're not feeling nope. good. You're not feeling good. You, you turn the shower off. You bend down. All the blood goes to your head. You pass out. You die. You turn into a zombie. Done. Wow. Solved. Wow. <laughs> See these aren't nitpicks. Solved. Solved it. Perfect I've, movie. This is really more of a one. this is really more of a personal nitpick, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna piss Jake off. Don't throw the dire straits record, man. That's classic. That's gold. Dire straits stinks. You're fucking they have like <laughs> two songs. You're wrong. You are wrong about that. Mark, Mark. How many of the chords does Guitar George know? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus ten for for ten. Think of how many chords Guitar George knows. I we've used that one. Okay, yep. <laughs> asshole. Um, Use it again. Okay. So here's the thing. Edgar what Wright is, is very careful, uh, and is a good director. He is careful about the reloading of the Winchester rifle, and I they're not like using about to too many rounds. Drop a bomb. Okay. A Winchester repeating rifle, for the most part. There's a couple oh of variations. Oh, Jack did some research. Here it comes. I mean, I know they have thing. a 15-round cylinder, right? It's a tube-reloading cylinder, and they have 15 rounds in it. Who does They reload after seven. Well, maybe they only put seven know. in to start. They clearly don't Hold know how on. to use Wait, guns. wait, wait, Jack, Jack, question. Is this a British Winchester, or, a, or is it an American Winchester? Is this yes, like a Mark, metric a system British Winchester thing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a conversion issue. <laughs> it's it's millimeter versus uh, every slot. American round is worth one point seven three British rounds. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we won the Revolutionary War. <laughs> so you don't. They were showing just loading it until they couldn't load it, 
um, and then they shoot seven shots, and then they have to reload it again. Maybe they didn't put them in, but then why would they stop loading it in the first place? Frankly, I don't even give a fuck about this anymore. Jack, you reminded me of something. He mentions in this movie that he owes Nelson, the store clerk guy, 15p. About 15p. How much is about 15p in American money? How much is a quid to a dollar? (laughs) In 2004. Answer it. Okay, Scarecrow, Scarecrow. Oh, my God. Okay, so currently, a quid is a pound, 15 British quid is twenty dollars and seventy nine cents. That's today. I, I didn't bother looking up what That's it was. That's not true. Before. That's not true. He doesn't owe him twenty dollars for whatever change he didn't have. It's a running tab, Jake. No, but look, we has. can do fifteen quid as fifteen pence. So just divide by a hundred. Oh, 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 yeah. If he says p, then it's pence, right? Yeah, so, that's what I fucking said. So there's a yeah, hundred pence shit, in a pound. Mark. Did you that's think P stood for quid? Why did I, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't understand how British people's money <laughs> See? work. It's okay, very we're back at this. Jack. The continuation of British money not making sense. Yeah. How many now, farthings if they had, did if they, he give if they were doing this all in sixpence, we'd be we'd be none the richer. <laughs> Jesus Boo. Christ. Boo that man. Boo that nailed man. It. Guys, I just nailed it. <laughs> Can um, we go to Jake, ratings, please? No. Before fuck. we go to ratings. Before no. we go to ratings. What Jake, do you want to know? What? I don't want to know anything. Oh. The Winchester. It's their home the, bar here. They're regulars yeah. there. They do the W. This played prominently in our lives when we were yeah. 22-year-old burnouts. It was about the same time as you pulled that bullshit handbrake stunt. <laughs> yeah, that was about the same era. Yeah. We would go to an Irish pub here in Boise called O'Michael's. I mean, every day after work. Mm-hmm. And just play pool and slam pitchers and we would frequently just make an o sign with our hands about where to go and spend a decent chunk of our lives there and thanks yeah. to Shaun of the dead for that it, yeah it really takes me back this is a movie that has an astronomical impact on uh, a very important it, time of our lives jack it makes me feel things <laughs> rating spoilers <laughs> okay now we can go to ratings ratings a very strange reaction the more I see, the more I do. Baby. We over at Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Captain Planet would rate the level to which he's going to reduce pollution. Gonna take pollution down to zero. And for 10, think of how you'd rate how much of a hero Captain Planet is. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Yeah. Rate the thing for story. Yeah, this definitely falls into, like, the new take on a very old tale type thing. Yep. We And we yep. mentioned it earlier. This movie does a pretty basic story, but it builds characters really well, and it's all very well integrated. It's kind of hard to figure out what should fit in story and what should fit in immersion, and I am vamping a bit, but I think ultimately... What this movie does from just how new it makes some of these old tropes feel and the parody that it has in play and all of that just kind of boils down to a pretty big accomplishment. So I'm going to go potentially contentiously high here. I'm going to give it an eight for story. Holy shit. Well, I would love to argue with you, but I gave it the same score for the same reasons. So I can't. 
Eight. Okay. Nailed oh. it, you guys. It's... I gave it. An, I went even higher. I gave it a nine and a half. Okay, so I guess there's Whoa, no contention. Whoa, nine and a half. Well, so. Whoa, nine point five. Nine point five. I gave it a nineteen out of twenty. I have one question for you. Yeah. Why is it not a ten? Because it's not. Like I said earlier, I don't get why the roommates there. They there are elements of okay. the story here that That's... don't need to be there. Now. Okay. To your point, the story here is relatively simplistic, and I generally don't give points for simplicity. But what I'm really talking about here is the script and how yep. knowledgeable, how foreshadowing it is, how symmetrical yep. it is, the way the they juxtapose the normal life with zombie life, that type yep. of stuff. So I recognize, very simple movie, but the execute, well, not the execution of it, the theoretical, like, script side of it is exceptional also known as the screenplay yes exceptional <laughs> yes immersion right, world building and immersion jake what's your world building and immersion? yeah that's where i that's where i went a little higher i actually gave this a nine and it's for a lot of the same reasons the world that they ended up building is a product of that screenplay that we were just mentioning and it is extremely tight and it makes it very very easy to get immersed in this world that plays pretty well by the set of rules that it has built, despite the fact that they're a little bit loopy. So I've got to stick with the high score. I, again, same score, same reasons. I gave it a nine. We got to give it a different score on something. Maybe not. Ah. All right. You got to be halfway between me and Jake. That's, that's your role this week, Jake. (laughs) Uh, I zigged while you guys zagged. I gave this a six and a half. Here's why. I recognize this a little bit low. You're probably going to be immersed in this movie. However, there are two things here. One, the choreography, it takes you out. Ultimately, yep. what what comes down to this immersion thing, though, is non-sequitur humor is built to take you out of them. It's, it's funny because it is non-immersive. It's anti-immersive. Yeah. But this isn't really non-sequitur humor. This is humor that builds on itself, like you said. It's all inside jokes. Yeah, there. I mean, you're right. Most of it is that, but there is non-sequitur humor here. And, the like, I, I would consider the, uh, the pool cue choreography scene to be a bit non-sequitur in the sense that, like, everyone knows how to fucking take a zombie out. They've all acknowledged sure. it, and yet they still hit and it they're in, just the, whacking in the, in the it. shoulders. Yeah. You know? It's that type and of it's, stuff. It's it's designed yeah. to be funny, and the vehicle, like the mechanism that the funny relies upon, is you being taken aback on how bad they are reacting to their own situation, which is in and of itself yes. non-immersive. I get yeah. that, and that's what keeps it from being a ten. I mean, that's what keeps it from being very <laughs> six high. and a half is yeah yeah six and a half is bullshit. You're bullshit. That's a pretty <laughs> okay. high score. So just whatever, move it along. Scare Factor is our third category. Jake, what's your Scare Factor score? I gave it a three. There's some gore here, but it's primarily a comedy that is zombie movie. God damn it, Jake. You shouldn't be going first. I gave it a three. Stop it. The the scene where David gets his stomach ripped apart is really gruesome. But it's also... makes me cringe. It does, but it's also much less impactful because it is a straight homage to what's done in Romero movies. Totally. And then also 10 seconds later, his legs pop off like a cartoon. Yeah, it's (laughs) exactly. So three Mark, uh, three and a half, same score, mostly same reasons. The thing is like, 
anytime they do try and put some type of scare in there's there's also a jump scare earlier when he's about to try and kill philip prematurely and his mom comes in mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like this weird jump scare thing I, I, they go out of their way to interrupt scary moments with humor for yeah. like 98 percent of the movie the other memorable jump scare for me is when pete's in the the shower and he like moves the mirror back and sees pete's silhouette in the shower that's a decent jump scare. very early on yeah, and there's some stuff like when, uh, God damn it, what's the guy's name? The the secondary character, the guy who gets his guts ripped out, David. When he goes back to the to the room uh, and like opens the shutter, and there's a shitload of zombies outside. Or is that Sean? Sean might do that. Anyways, that's the other one. <laughs> Sean first Jesus sees Christ. the zombies outside. He accidentally turns on the lights outside, and there's a shitload of zombies, and then he just closes the shutter. Or yeah, doesn't David go back in there room. later? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's with he's all the like... lights and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Mr. Fahrenheit's playing, so it's not like a jump scare. I, I, Jack, Jack, it's called Don't Stop Me. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Effects. Uh, effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake? Yeah, um, I ended up giving this a seven. I mean, everything that we mentioned That's from... really high. Well, okay, so here's the thing. From a score standpoint, this movie is impeccable. From a, just the way it's cut also impeccable like the the hallmarks that you have here of an edgar wright movie are legendary um all legendary. that is legendary all of that is really well done where it's being you know knocked back a bit is for things like we talked about already some of the visual effects are not the greatest with the discrepancies between some of the eye things that are happening the foley art not being quite what it probably should be detracts from the score a little bit but it's still really high and i think that that's probably because i'm waiting how legendary some of the other stuff that Wright does from an effect standpoint is okay well we finally got a different score here i gave it a five okay i agree with the legendary stuff that you said it's all great and classic edgar wright and amazing the mm-hmm. Foley art took me out a little bit more such that i take some points off of the score for that like that kind of balances each other out because the Foley art is noticeably weird um and then i also lose points for here's where it's losing some of the points for the choreography for me and some of the points where the cricket bat is clearly rubber and just bounces off of the extras shoulders or faces or whatever okay um so loses some points there for me and look it's not supposed to be a huge effects movie the only scene i think that looks great is the scene where david's getting ripped apart all the other ones are just okay um i also think the dart that goes into sean's head goes in too deep it it's goes in like it, right into the dirt than his, you know. Like yeah, it goes in thicker than his skull is. Like it poked <laughs> his brain. So, <laughs> there aren't any nerves know. in the brain, Jack. He wouldn't feel it. <laughs> so it's gonna be a five. He's just gonna have a light stroke and then be fine. <laughs> Mark, I went higher than Jake did. I gave it a seven and a half. Whoa! Look, ultimately, I I feel like what he said is is pretty spot on. Ulti- I, like when you go this high, I'm more inclined to talk about things the movie did wrong to justify why I didn't give it anything higher. There's some like I like you said, Jack. The Foley art makes a good point. I'll also point out there's some iffy CG gore at the beginning when they push Mary onto the whatever post that is, and there's like some blood splurting that looks yeah not great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good 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 point. But honestly, aside from that, the practical looks good. The makeup looks good. Very yeah. solid effects movie. All right, all right. Which leaves us with overall, Jake. Yeah. I gave it an eight. This is about as high as I can go for this movie. Um, and I think this is something that we haven't talked about enough, if if really at all, during this episode. Is It's 
it's kind of in a weird place for a like a horror podcast and a horror review website because this is a horror movie and this is an homage to what zombie films are while itself being a really good if not one of my favorite zombie films that exists but it's just not really a horror movie all that like it's it's a horror movie but it's not you know, so this this is a movie that I would recommend. But if someone is looking to get scared and get a recommendation from me, I'm not going to recommend this first among all the zombie options that are out there. I would recommend totally. it with a caveat. OK, yeah. OK, OK. Before Jack, you go. Question. Yes. What is your number one zombie recommend? Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. All right. Cool. One hundred percent. I mean, that's that's yeah, without a doubt. Interesting. We're going to ask. Okay, now everyone has to answer. Jack already answered. You're going to have to answer when we get back yeah, to you. Yeah, it's not a living dead. I mean, when while we get we're, while back we're at to it. You, when we get back to. No. Wait. Oh, God. Okay, fine. Fine. Wait your turn. Pause button. I give this movie a nine. Uh, my my overall zombie movie is going to be Night of the Living Dead, obviously. Yeah. The, the original. It's, it's the movie. Uh, yes. This movie gets a nine from me. Just. I was nervous going into this that I wasn't going to love it as much as I have before, which is stupid because I've right. seen it a bunch before, but it has been a while. I mm-hmm. fucking loved it. This movie is so much fun to watch. It's amazing. It's hard to imagine somebody not liking this movie, like regardless of what kind of movies they like, unless they're just against right. fun and funny, good movies. They're going to like this movie. It's <laughs> Why would great. you not watch this with your buddies? Because you hate fun. Exactly. Hey, you're you're, you're, you're getting nine. dangerously close to a segment that has not yet happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mark? Uh, I'm tempted to go a little bit lower so that I can moderate, but I also gave it a nine. I, yeah. I get what you're saying, Jake, that this isn't ultimately a horror movie, but it is a movie for horror fans. So I would still be inclined yes. to yes. recommend it mm-hmm. within the confines of this exercise. Yeah. That's a good point. And especially to that point, mm-hmm. what Wright does when it transitions, when Sean's mom dies, Jake, like you said, the way it's shot, the way it's lit after that is such horror stuff. It's so good. Such I completely agree with you. This is a movie guys. that is better... This is a movie that is better if you have seen all of the zombie movies that it is clearly borrowing from and doing what a good movie should do, which is building on top of, you know, it's hard to stand on the shoulders of giants. And that's exactly what this is doing in its own weird little way. So, yeah, yeah. All right. I guess that means what you guys gave it the highs. No, Mark, what what zombie movie do you recommend? Oh, yeah. God damn um, it. Honestly, it's going to be difficult to recommend between I'm a huge fan of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, and I'm also a huge fan. I, I should say the Mackay Pfeiffer version, and okay. and I should uh, and 28 Weird. Days Later, which we'll get to another time. But as far yeah. as pure zombie movies goes, those two, and then as yep. a follow-on, not as well known, but if you're getting if you're going down a zombie rabbit hole, I would say uh, Girl with All the Gifts is a better movie than both of those two. But I would be less inclined to recommend it just because you should hit the classics first. You still haven't answered the question. My number one Pick overall? Which, which movie are you recommending? Where did this fall? Not in the conversation? This would be, I would say, like at what point someone comes to me, they're like, I need a zombie movie. And which and what order I recommend this one in? Yeah, you seem surprised when when I was like, this would not be the first one I would recommend. Which led me to believe that you would. No, but now it sounds like it's not even in the conversation. Great. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> you're wrong, Christ. Jake. You really fucked wow. that one up. Hey, Jake. You're yeah. Enjoy the task of telling us why we should not get drunk and not watch this with our buddies. Us having you having given it the lowest score. Yeah, I gave it the lowest score, and Mercy Street, guys. 
You should. Jake, notably, this movie is about getting drunk in a zombie apocalypse yeah. with your buddy. No, I'm, I'm not even... I cannot <laughs> attempt to do that. I cannot. This is like the... Uh, let's just all talk about how this is like the perfect movie to watch with your buddies and drink this beers. This is the one. This yeah. is the one. Yeah. Oh, my Mark. God. Mark, did I lose? Uh, actually, surprisingly <laughs> Mark was enough, on my team. yeah. No, you won this week. You shouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> Mark's not the moderator. <laughs> I'm the moderator. I gotta be a moderator every once in a while. <laughs> I don't think Fine. Mark's ever moderated something in his life. No. <laughs> I go bigger, I go home. You guys are always the middling ones. I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. All right, this has been episode 73 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That'll be Twitter or Facebook, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below, along with a link to our music providers. As always, the music's been coming out you from Super Bear. I don't have a quippy little thing for them anymore. They changed their name, the bastards. Next week, we're going to be checking out a movie. Maybe. Who knows? 28 Days Later is the plan. We might watch it, guys. And that'll be coming at you next week. So enjoy. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. And have that great week. Romance, bromance. Classic zombie comedy. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. 